0: Yue was twelve when she saw the kakwe of the forest. But later she lied and said she saw only flame. Keep an eye on Ve, hollered her auntie from her workshop door. Are you listening to me? It was the long, hot summer when children paddled barefoot in the river through the centre of Tinix. A time for chasing butterflies and sleeping beneath the stars. School was out and every class had found the thing that was demonstrably the best, most impressive thing to do. For the tenth grades, about to take their aptitudes, it was cycling down the path from the wind farm, head first, until they either lost their courage or their bikes flipped, and they cartwheeled with bloody knees and grazed elbows. For the seventh, it was preparing their kites for the fighting season. The ninth were learning how to kiss in the hidden grove behind the compression batteries, and to survive the first heartbreak of a sixty-second romance betrayed. Yue should have been sitting on grassy roofs with her class, making important pronouncements about grown-up things, now that she was twelve and thus basically a philosopher queen. Instead, on that day, she was tucked beneath the spider tree, reading on her inkstone. She had made it at school out of parts, pulled from the recycling tubs, painted it orange and doodled relentlessly on the back. It was slower than most and struggled to do much more than plain text, but she refused to use any other. Sometimes she pretended that the stories she read on it were tracts on meaningful matters that younger children could not possibly comprehend. But mostly she read apocalyptic adventures, tales of teenagers who conquered all through grit, inventive use of grappling hooks and the power of love. In a world on fire, Kendra and Wynne must journey across the bitter European desert to find the last fresh water for their tribe. But all is not as it seems. Only friendship can save them. When we recount the stories of ourselves, we gloss over the acne and hormonal angst, the sloppy first steps into sexuality, the wild pouts and pompous self-declarations. Yue was coming into all these things. But that day, even puberty could not disperse the universal cheer brought by sun and wind through velvet leaves. Auntie Ram, however, could. Don't let Vay climb the kakui tree and be back in time for supper. Like a sleepy lion roused by the cackling of hyenas, Yue lifted her eyes from the inkstone in her lap to behold the sight of her displeasure, her sister. Three years younger, and therefore, in childhood terms, a squalling babe to Yue's majestic maturity, Wei was the perfect age for her wild enthusiasm to charm a naive stranger and infuriate anyone who knew her for more than 15 minutes. Though they shared the same blue-black hair, squished nose and thumb-pinched chin, the same peanut skin and disturbingly triple-jointed thumbs, they had taken upon themselves the respective roles of older and younger sister with varying glee and earnestness. Whether her hearthkin had intended to spend so much time congratulating Yue on how mature she was, I do not know. Whether they had meant to encourage Vey's giddy disobedience, I am not sure either, for I was merely a guest. But the outcome was predictable a reserved older child who felt constantly underappreciated and a younger who cried petulantly whenever she was not indulged. Did they love each other? Of course they did. But learning what that truly means would take time. And though that summer felt as broad as the sky, time was running away like leaves in the river. And don't let her eat all the apples! They already stood in the little wooden gate, hopping from one foot to the other, ready to run. She wore beige shorts that hung a little lower than the knees, hand-me-downs from Yue, handed down a little too soon, and her favourite T-shirt, faded green with pale blue zigzags around the sleeves. She had stuffed her pockets with apples and tied her hair so loosely it was already starting to fall around her ears. What was worse, she had brought a friend. A boy, only a few months older than she, in russet shorts and a plain grey shirt, who shuffled and swayed, uneasy in the porch, as confused by Vey's energy as the snail by the swift. The boy's name was Ven. He was me, though I struggle now to remember ever being anything other than an observer to childhood, rather than a participant. From the soft grass beneath the tree, Yue eyed her sister and myself imparting, I felt, a clear declaration in her gaze that if we so much as sneezed out of place, she would snitch to the first adult we saw, and that should they make herself sick gorging on fruit or spinning so fast she became herself dizzy, it was no one's problem but her own. I understood this. They were studied in the art of selective ignorance.